0: Scientists who worked on COVID vaccine get Nobel Prize, as well as Pope Francis saying same-sex marriage can be blessed in some circumstances. We'll look at these stories and other overlooked stories on the Australian Conservative. Hello everyone, hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to look at a lot of overlooked stories uh, that have gone through the news cycle. Um, some stories, they're really just strange uh, in, in terms of uh, they got overlooked, which is obvious for the mainstream media, or they might not take as much notice over it. They'll just mention it and let it go. Whereas other stuff, uh, it's mentioned, but it isn't um, looked into enough. So we're going to do those two things today. First, we're going to start with scientists whose work-enabled mRNA COVID vaccine win Medicine Nobel Prize. Uh, let's see. Katalin Kariko and Drew Wiseman share £823,000 prize announced by Nobel Assembly at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm. Yeah. Scientists who worked on a COVID vaccine that has been proven doesn't do almost nothing given Medicine Nobel Prize. Let's read a bit more. Two scientists have been awarded the 2023 Nobel Prize in... uh, physiology, or medicine for their contributions to RNA biology that contributed to the unprecedented rate of vaccine development during the COVID pandemic. So it's not really their fault, but, but still. The vaccines, they weren't tested nearly enough before they started giving them to people. They were untested, they weren't proven to work, and now people are facing the the consequences of it, so many people have, um, injuries because, uh, of the, of the vaccine, so many people, and so many people have long COVID, some people are saying it's because of the COVID, other people are saying it's because of the vaccine, but, uh, yeah, this, this is the thing about so many things we do in our modern era, is we, um, we do something without realising what the consequences are, and by the time we figure out what the consequences are of our decisions, it's too late. Uh, I would read more of this article, but it's it's basically all medical lingo. I would much pr- rather prefer this Nobel Prize to go to someone who's, like, cured cancer or, or found some sort of uh, cure for some disease, whereas this COVID vaccine is done... Nothing. There's no proof that it works, because people who got COVID, both unvaccinated, vaccinated, both survived, and the same thing happened. People died who didn't get the vaccine also got the vaccine. So there's no proof that any of the vaccines worked. They had maybe a high rate, a higher rate than other vaccines working, but then it wasn't like a sure cure. So. If there was a sure cure that would work in like 99.5% of cases, give them the prize for something. But, uh, yeah, I don't think that uh, it's uh, worth giving it to these people. I think we should we could just give it to someone else, really. But anyway, this doesn't really affect anyone. anyways. just a prize. While it affects them, they get 823,000 pounds. How much is that in Australian? Let's have a look at that. Wow. It's almost 1.6 million in our money. Sheesh. So yeah, these two doctors got 1.6 million for helping in working on the vaccine. That probably didn't help anybody. Maybe it helped some people, but... But the whole response to the COVID pandemic was wrong. Anyways, I'm not going to go into that. But, uh, yeah. That, those are the scientists whose work enabled the mrna COVID vaccine. They won the Nobel Prize. Let's have a look at this CNN. Pope Francis says some same-sex unions could be blessed. It's not surprising because the Pope is—it's the Pope is not a biblical position. It's not their their vision of an apostolic continuation is completely off. Uh, but the Pope is—he hasn't said anything smart for, for a while. Uh, yeah, let's have a look. Francis has suggested for the first time that people in same-sex unions could be blessed by Catholic priests on a case-by-case basis, a seeming reversal of previous statements. Yes, it is definitely a previous reversal of a previous statements because there is no case-by-case basis where same-sex marriage is right. It is always wrong because it's always unnatural and it's always against the the natural law of God. So there's no case where, uh, same-sex unions, as they call it, are wrong. It's not marriage. Whenever I say marriage, I should always do the quotation marks, but... All right. So the, the reason why he said this is because, uh, there's, there's a few, um, cardinals that wanted to know what the Pope thought on these issues, because Popes, say come and go, they change their minds, uh... So they sent him a letter. They weren't happy with what he said. So they sent a rewritten letter. He sent it again. Uh, and this is what he said. He said, On the issue of homosexual unions, the pontiff reiterated that the church only recognizes marriage as a union between a marriage and a woman. Ah, oh, I wish that was the end of the sentence, but there's more. But I opened the door for blessings of individuals and same-sex unions, the letter shows. Uh, here's the quote. When you ask for a blessing, you are either you are expressing a request for help from God, a prayer to be able to live better, a trust in a Father who can help us live better. The Pope wrote, adding that a clergy must show pastoral prudence, must adequately discern if there are forms of blessing requested by one or various pr- people which do not convey a wrong concept of marriage. Are you serious? There is no sense when you can. There is no way that blessing a same sex union can ever um, convey, uh, not convey a wrong concept of marriage. If you are blessing same sex marriages, you are saying it is okay. I don't know what else the word "bless" means, and if if he's maybe he's coming with a different definition of "bless," Whew, brother. Again, the Catholic Church is not part of the Church of Christ. They need to become Protestants. They need to believe. Read the Christ, not the Pope. So. Man, why can't these people just read the Bible? It is not that hard. But again, Catholics have corrupted their Bible. So, no offence to Catholics out there, but. But it's not a biblical Bible anymore, especially when you take uh, extra books and you accept those as canon when they're not. It, it was already the the, uh, the books under the canon have already been decided in the various before the councils, no, during the councils. We don't need to question uh, what the Bible says because it, we've all we already know what it says. We, we've known it for centuries. We've known it for millennia, two millennia, two millennia. We've known the same thing, but uh, no one wants to follow the Bible anymore. Yeah, look, that's that's about it. That's that's the Pope saying. That it's okay to bless same sex unions, but it is. They only recognize a marriage between men and women. Which doesn't. That is a complete contradiction. That is what even CNN says it. He's, uh, here, look look what he says here. The Pope's response appears to contradict his statement in March when he said the church could not bless same sex unions because they could not bless sin. Come on, Popey! Are you serious? I'm not talking about Olly Pope. Olly Pope needed divine intervention to avoid this dismissal. It's oh it's my it's goodness. It's so sad because so many things that have been so steadfast for so long have now become so unknown now for some reason. So the Pope, they're not even Christians, but they have a lot of they have of Christian ideals. They agree that same-sex marriage is, is not uh, recognisable, but they decide to bless it, which is a complete contradiction. Uh, so many Christians, they're going back on what they used to believe. People like Andy Stanley. Uh, people like... Uh, who else? Can't think of anyone on the top of my head because I don't listen to these people. But uh, there's so many people that they don't, they don't believe anymore. They, they, they've rejected the, the, the faith that was decided once and for all, given once and for all for all believers. So yeah, this is a story about the fall of the Catholic Church. Alright, here's a story that definitely didn't make it through the mainstream. And this is transgender athletes declined to race at World Aquatics New Open Category Event. World Aquatics Open Category Event has flopped on its first outing with no athletes registering to race at the event in Berlin. What do you think of those? Look, again, this this is the transgender people. They know that they're not... Uh, uh like another they're not a um they're not a third gender because there's only two genders and they know that they're going against what is natural they know it they know it absolutely know it because because if they knew it if they i mean if they didn't know it then they would just go for this third category they'd be like why not but uh yeah Uh, let's have a read. No entries have been received for the new Open Category at the Swimming World Cup in Berlin this week, World Aquatics said on Tuesday. The governing body introduced the category after voting last year to ban male-to-female transgender athletes from competing in women's elite races. A statement from the governing body, formerly known as FINA, read, World Aquatics can confirm that no entries have been received for the Open Category events. Distances in various events uh, have been made available for the open category, introduced on a pilot basis following the adoption of the World Aquatics policy on eligibility for the men's and women's uh, competition categories. Yeah, they're not—they're not, they're not going to ever uh, have anyone uh, compete in these categories because they don't want to. Men want to compete against women because they know they can beat them, but there's no women. That uh, pertains to be men that want to compete against actual men because they know they can't beat them. That that's the reality. Uh, this is this is just uh, again almost every time I talk on this podcast, I've talked about the identity crisis that we are facing. Where people they don't know where they came from, they don't know who they are, they don't know what their purpose is, they don't know who created them, they don't know how the universe got here. These are basic questions that every human should be able to answer. And if we can't answer them, we have people, they don't believe that they're worth anything. They don't believe they have any value. They don't have a purpose. And when we don't have any of those things, we get to this degraded state of our society. where we're we're Good is evil. Evil is good. And there's no right and wrong. And, and people are distraught. And, and I was watching a video today. There's these two teenagers and they're running over elderly people and killing them and and in the court they have no respect for the court they're just smiling away and 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 one of the guys in the in the police vehicle he said oh i'll be fine in 30 days i'll be out and, and that's the state of our society there's no justice anymore because we've rejected it places like california they they and victoria here in victoria people are just thrown back onto the street they kill people and throw it back onto the street. They do drugs, they do uh shootings. They're just thrown back onto the street. There's no rehabilitation, there's no changing the mind, there's no there's no Christians that are that are looking to try and change our society anymore. We've given up. We can't give up though. <sighs> Again, these people they need to see a change of their hearts. There is no Change society and people people's hearts to change. And I'm going to say that almost every time. Uh, but yeah, that is the story about... Transgender people not wanting to compete against each other. They want to compete against people they can meet. And that's the story right there. All right, now we're going on to a very strange story. Uh, World's thermometer sends back first pictures of Earth's hotspots in Milestone for climate monitoring. Oh my gosh, the climate agenda, the ESG people. They're really going to slug you. Look at this picture. So it says, image of Las Vegas shows the hot areas in orange. Of course it's going to be hot, because when there's so many people condensed in an area, there's going to be, it's going to be, uh, heat. Because, like, especially at night time over there, well, people are, there's lots of people there, and they're doing whatever they want to do in Las Vegas and Reno. Uh, so they're all going to be together. Uh, let's read a bit more. What? British... The Flying Thermometer has sent back its first pictures from space on hotspots of Earth. And it says the images are being used by the city council and a housing charity to prioritise properties that need retrofit insulation to tackle energy bills and carbon emissions. But by putting the technology on a satellite, the company is able to download a constant stream of images around the clock, even in countries with closed borders or oh, they're going to watch you, and when they find out you're using too much heat, too much fossil fuels, they're going to get you, and they're going to crush you. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Let's see, Oklahoma. Storage tanks and pipelines. Obviously, it's going to be warm. I don't know what you expect. This is the port area of Darwin, one of the hottest places in Australia. Oh, look, it's hot. In the port. Yeah. Look. This is just rubbish. Of course. The world is going to be hot. Because. Because that's. That's the natural cycle. Of how the world goes. Summer. Autumn. Winter. Spring. Summer. Autumn. Winter. Spring. Summer. Autumn. Winter. Spring. Spring. It's going to be hot in different places at different times. When one place it's winter, another place it's hot. When the place of w- winter, the the uh, the the people will be saying, "Oh, we're burning up uh, over here," and they'll say, "Oh, it's winter. What's going on?" Because it's summer over there, and they will do the same thing over there. <sighs> These crazy people. I tell you, the climate people are so crazy. But this is this is this climate issue is not an issue that we can. Like change, uh, the temperature by degrees. We can't even get close to changing it by degree. There is no chance at all. Uh, because this is not a. This is a result of 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 sin. This is part of our uh, the curse of the garden. That uh, everything is winding down. It's 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 halting to a close. All the creation groans for the time when Christ will come back and redeem humanity, and this is what nature is waiting for. And 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 nature is going to keep going worse and worse and worse. We might be able to make some impact on it. Some we can. We can. I think there's like some, like we need to uh, take care of the planet like in a reasonable fashion. But we shouldn't put uh, the planet before humans. That's definitely for sure. Like people are standing in front of cars. uh, Protesting for climate change. And people are trying to get to hospitals. How hideous is that? There's no common sense in that. But again this this is just part of the fall. This is. This is part of the degrading of society culturally, but also physically in nature. We're going to get hotter and hotter. But even like 30, 30, 40 years ago, scientists were saying, oh, we're going to freeze to death. There's going to be a big ice age and we're all going to be gone. Absolute rubbish. And once again, we have absolute rubbish. We're not going to burn to death. No one is going to... Well, people might burn to death, but not like the planet isn't going to burn up. People have been scared about this for like 10, 15 years. They've been making people scared about this stuff. Kids, they have they call it a, a climate anxiety. And look, there's there's nothing that you can wholesalely, like do in the collective sense, but we can we can pick up. Like if we're walking along the beach and we see some rubbish, we can pick it up, put it in the bin. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, why don't we do that? But I'm not going to be sending money to a, a clean-up crew. I'm going to be sending money to to charities that, that are about human well-being and and uh, as in, like, like eating well and, and drinking and, and what, like, clothing, housing. But also spiritually, like, places like the Samaritan's Purse, they send shoeboxes of, of toys and clothes and stuff to kids all over the world that don't have anything, but they also bring the gospel. They take them through programs that that uh, give them the gospel. That's where I'm sending my money. I'm not going to send my money uh, to these places that are that are cleaning up the the world, which isn't bad. We should we should dedicate time and money to that, but not nearly as much, nowhere near as much as we are spending on on helping humans directly. So yeah. Uh, yeah, the headline says it all. World Stavonis sends back first pictures of Earth's hotspots in Milestone for climate monitoring. <laughs> Alright, now we're going to look at uh, a story that... This, this should have been the story, like, ten, fifteen years ago. Mobile phones banned from all New South Wales public high schools. Why did they do this earlier? Like seriously, we've known how long uh, phones have been a distraction, and and um, they pose a mental health risk. Now, forty uh, odd states are suing Meta uh, for for its the way uh, the algorithm work in Facebook and uh, Instagram because um, the the. They're destroying children's mental health. They're sucking them in, and they're not letting them out. Um, and I'm going to read parts of this article. Uh, so this is the Premier, Chris Minns. Uh, he said he said the move would benefit both students and teachers who sh- and should have been put in place years earlier. It is essential to ensure that young people in particular can focus on the schoolwork in front of them, he said. Uh, These mobile phones are designed to distract people with their notifications, with social media, with gaming technology. We cannot expect young people to focus on their academic work while they've got a phone peeking in their ear every every other second. There we go. Thank you. What a distraction technology is. There's so many good uses for technology, yet there's so many uh, not-so-good uses for uh, technology because they're like just throwing to kids like they said, Oh here, kid, take that. Oh good, what is this? Ah oh, look at this And they have they have no uh, mental capacity to understand how much to use it, how much not to use it, how to use it, how not to use it until they've got to the point where they've uh, hit rock bottom and then someone helps them out to get them to a stable spot. And they realize, oh, okay, this is how I need to use the phone or the iPad or the TV. But until they get to that point, they, it's a free-for-all. Uh, he said the decision would help with mental health, but said the primary driver was this distraction, mobile phones pose. Uh, quote, we've seen mobile phone use in schools explode in recent years. And at the end of the day, test scores have declined over the same period of time. We don't know how many adults find difficult to put down their phones and focus on the job at hand. Why are we expecting children and adolescents to have the kind of discipline that adults don't have? So I think this also applies to teachers as well, I think. Not just students. But that, that's a really good decision. Governments usually don't make good decisions, but here's a good decision. When it's taken too long, but they've, uh, they've made a good decision because... Kids, they don't, they don't understand, um, how, and how not to use it unless the parents teach them, but the parents aren't going to teach them, these days, parents, their parents are just so, they're so pragmatic, they're so, um, they're so tolerant, they're so kind and gentle, oh, we don't need to worry about what they're looking at on the screens, I just wish parents would stand up and and tell their kids that what they're doing is wrong and that they need to they need to sharpen up. They've got to do something uh, uh, right for once in their life. They they but what the thing is, kids they don't they don't know anything else like like the new They didn't know. Maybe in some sense they knew what right and wrong was, but they needed someone to guide them. Jonah came and he told them what the truth was. And then they repented. Jonah's like, why? No, he repented. No, why couldn't God destroy them? Oh, dear Lord, how could you let this happen? (laughs) What a funny prophet. But still, God saved them because they repented because when they found out what was right and wrong, they were able to go the right way. But, but kids, they, they're not taught the right way, and they're not going to ask what the right way is. Parents are just going to give them the phone or the iPad or the TV or whatever device, and they're just going to try it and see how it works, and they're going to figure out how it works. And the parents, they're not worried. And they're not going to guide them. Parents don't guide them. Like, like the problem is we always hit a We either give kids too much room to try and do whatever they want or we don't teach them at all and we and we remove it and then when we do give it to them, they 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 don't understand it and they're hooked. Just like the kids on this side. Where is the balance where, where we can slowly give kids these these incredible tools like but still have them on the leash? Uh, keep them in arms arm's distance without without sort of being like a dictator, but also um, also showing them the way, showing them this is how you should use it, this is how you should manage your time, this is how you should manage your eyes. And like they were saying on the news the other day, uh, lots of kids are coming with short-sightedness now. They need to stare out into the distance more, they need to go outside instead of looking at the device, which I'm looking at right now, I should move this away. But, uh, yeah, again, this just exposes the issue that we've had for so long is that kids are not being guided in the way that they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. And it's a proverb, not a promise. Uh, But, yeah, that's the story about uh, phones being taken away from teens, finally. (laughs) Alright, now, here's uh, something. It it happened the same time as the referendum, so we sort of missed it a bit uh, because of that. But to New Zealand, they have elected new government and they're no longer centre-left, they're centre-right. Uh, new Zealand moves sharply to the right in national elections. Uh, new Zealand moved sharply to the right on Saturday with the National Party, led by businessman-turned-politician Christopher Luxon. Poised to form a coalition with the Libertarian ACT Party and make good on promises to cut government spending and taxes. And that's the thing... You don't have to, if if you just got different policies to the other side of parliament, then you can you can make a you can actually win government. Like here in Australia we've got Labour and Liberal, they're almost the same except liberal like to criticize everything Labour does, Labour will like criticize everything Liberals do. And then when when they're in government then they'll do the opposite of what they said and then they'll criticize them for that. That's that's the government we've got both uh, federally and state. State, it's not so... uh, Well, no, it's sort of the same, actually. But there's no no actual difference between the two governments. But here we've got a completely different thing. We've got a centre-left, a centre-right. People said, we've had enough of all of this, uh, the taxes and the destroying of our economy. Let's bring in someone... uh, Who's going to change it? And it's the centre-right. So, uh, that's interesting. We've seen, we've got a centre-right in New Zealand. We've got, uh, whose Prime Minister, or if President, or whatever they call it over there, is a, is, is a right-leaning person. Uh, Justin Trudeau's popularity in Canada is dropping. Could we see a change over there, too? Uh, It doesn't take much. It just takes a little bit of work. Just one cycle of work, you can get into into the into the uh, into the top job. Uh, but you just got to put in the hard work. It, it, it's not just being the opposite of the of the uh, government of the day. It's about supporting what what they do is what they've good they've done, which is not much. Saying what they've done, what is wrong, and also proposing. Uh, better ideas than what they've got. If you can't propose a better idea, why would you just oppose it? So, you can't just oppose it and say we're working on an idea, but you also have to come up with your own ideas. You've got to actually do the work yourself. You can't just leave it to uh, till the next time you get into Parliament. So, yeah, that's New Zealand moving sharply to the right. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for today. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot, of, lot of different stories today, and yeah, um, not covered stories as much as as other stories. Maybe some covered, but not as much as other stories. So, uh, yeah, I hope you liked it. Uh, please remember to please share it and, and like and, and follow because people they don't know what's going on. As I always say, people they don't they're not worried anymore. They've become aloof to politics and. And, uh, and what's going on in our culture. But, uh, yeah, so please share it, even though most people don't use Rumble. You know, people can come on Rumble. Maybe one time, maybe one day, I'll come on to YouTube, but not any time in the future, in the soon future. But for now, I'm on Rumble, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, so, yeah, you can go on there, and, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you again on The Australian Conservative.